In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, there was a pattern at the temple in Jerusalem. There was a liturgy. Every morning and evening, the priest on duty did the same thing. He offered a lamb on the altar, washed his hands and feet, entered the holy place, burned the incense, and prayed for the people. And then the priest came out of the sanctuary, lifted up his hands, and blessed the people, putting God's name on them. Day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, that's how it happened. Until one day, it didn't happen. That day, the priest offered the lamb, washed his hands and feet, entered the holy place, burned the incense, and prayed for the people. But when he came out of the sanctuary, he could not speak. And so there was no blessing. The priest was Zechariah. His name means the Lord remembers. And he was speechless because God was remembering. God was remembering his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to Abraham that he would bless all nations through him. The angel Gabriel had appeared to Zechariah while he was in the sanctuary and made him a promise that Zechariah just couldn't believe. He promised him a son in his old age. And not just any son, but a son named John. John who would prepare for the Lord his people. John who was going to make ready the way for Jesus. It was too much for Zechariah, and so the Gospel of Luke began with a priest in the temple in Jerusalem who couldn't speak, who couldn't finish the liturgy. No hands raised in blessing, no name of God, no words from the priest. But even in his doubt, even while he wondered whether it was all just a sham, that priest bore witness by his name, Zechariah. The Lord remembers. Today we're at the end of the Gospel of Luke, and Jesus has fulfilled everything written about him in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms. He suffered and on the third day rose from the dead. His name now evokes repentance and grants the forgiveness of sins. Jesus, the great high priest, has offered the final sacrifice. He offered his life for his people. His broken body and his shed blood now intercede for us. No more need for temples or sacrifices. Jesus has done it all, once for all, perfectly. Atonement has been made. Your sins are forgiven. And at this point in the Gospel of Luke, the liturgy is nearly complete. But unlike Zechariah, Jesus is not speechless. As he parts from his disciples and is carried up into heaven, he raises his hands and he blesses them. Finally, the blessing that we've been waiting for, 
The blessing that Zechariah couldn't deliver is now ours because Jesus is the perfect priest. And he has celebrated the perfect liturgy. Jesus lifts up the hands that were nailed to the cross and he shows us the scars that bring us peace with God. And his words of blessing are better than any blessing you or I could imagine. They're words that make all things good and right and holy again. They're words that make you good and right and holy again. With the blessing of Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. You are children of God, brothers and sisters of Christ, and heirs of every heavenly treasure. The Lord has remembered. Like his disciples, all that's left is for you to rejoice and to bless God, which is exactly what we're here to do. Now, I suspect that there's a chance that all of this might sound a bit trite. It might sound to you like that foolish promise sounded to Zechariah. God had been promising a Messiah for a long time. Why should Zechariah expect the promise to be in Acts 20, who was bored literally to death listening to the Apostle Paul preach? Or you might be joyless here at church because of some obligation. If that's you, today or at any other time, listen closely that God's word will produce fruit in you, that you'll love your neighbors, and that you'll rejoice and bless God. But it's entirely possible that, having believed everything I just said about Jesus and about you, you find yourself joyless or bored. On the one hand, you know that the liturgy is here to remind you of the great things that God has done for you. In the liturgy, you hear the story of your salvation. Our memories are poor, and often we are joyless simply because we've forgotten. But the liturgy is not just about us calling to mind, at times rejoicing and blessing God, and at other times joyless and numb. You're gathered here, whether your memory is strong or weak, because finally, in this liturgy, just as in the unfinished liturgy of Zechariah, the Lord remembers. This, even when you doubt or wonder whether it's all just a sham. When you walk by the font, it's the Lord who remembers that in those waters he washed you clean. When you kneel for confession, it's the Lord who remembers that he's promised to wipe away every tear from every eye. You might be joyless or bored today or next week or the week after that, but come back anyhow. Jesus has lifted up his hands and he has blessed you. And it's here, in this liturgy, that the Lord remembers. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen.